Well, hello there, friends, and welcome to the Shellac Stack. My name is Brian Wright, and this is my little program on which I play 78 RPM records from my collection, a musical variety from the first half of the 20th century. And it is quite a variety today. I've got everything from jazz piano soloists to dance bands to a cartoon on record of sorts, which you'll find out more about later on. We'll even be hearing from the Wizard of the Uke himself, Mr. Art Fowler. And if that name doesn't ring a bell now, perhaps it will by the end of this hour. We're going to start with something a little fun from Dick Robertson and his orchestra. Of course, Dick Robertson was a prolific studio vocalist who recorded with a variety of dance bands starting in the late 1920s and on up to the mid to late 1930s. Somewhere along the line, somebody at DECA got the idea to put Dick Robertson in front of a band and call it Dick Robertson and his orchestra. I don't think Dick Robertson was really much of a band leader. This was strictly a studio group, but it included some good musicians. Along the way, Bobby Hackett recorded on some of these. Uh, They're really, really nice records and I think often overlooked. This is one from October of 1937, a song by Joe Burke and Edgar Leslie, something we seem to have too little of these days fun. The song is called Getting Some Fun Out of Life. Just wending our way along When we want to sing, we sing When we want to dance, we dance You can do your betting We're getting some fun out of life Thank you. 
See what I mean? Pretty good stuff. Dick Robertson and his orchestra, Deca 1487 from late 1937, getting some fun out of life. And as I said, Dick Robertson and his orchestra records are not uncommon. They seem to turn up a fair bit, but usually they're pretty worn. I think people bought these records in great quantities, but they also played them in great quantities. It's hard to find really clean copies of these Dick Robertson and his orchestra records. That one's in pretty good shape. Not quite perfect, but pretty decent. Well, of course, the eyes of the world this past week have been on Paris with the really catastrophic fire at Notre Dame Cathedral. That put me in the mind for a few songs about Paris, and we're going to start with Freddie Martin and his orchestra, a song by Yip Harburg and Vernon Duke. This was recorded in October of 1933. Lois Elliman is the vocalist here, and the song appropriate for this time of year, perhaps a bit bittersweet this year especially, is called April in Paris.
We opened that set with Freddie Martin and his orchestra, recording in New York City on October 18, 1933. Lois Elliman was the vocalist for April in Paris. That was issued on the Liberty Music Shop label, issue L155. I think that's about the earliest Liberty Music Shop record I have in my collection. I don't think they go back much further than that. After that, we heard a really moody but beautiful piece from the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra that was Azure Te, subtitled Paris Blues, a composition by Don Wolfe and Bill Davis, recorded in about 1952 and issued by RCA Victor. My pressing of that is a nice flexi vinyl disc put out for DJ use, record 20-4866. When I first heard the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra some years ago, I was not immediately impressed. The music wasn't very danceable, it wasn't as tuneful as I was accustomed to for big band jazz. <laughs> it was the product of Eddie Sauter and Bill Finnegan, both of whom had been top-notch arrangers for some of the best big bands in the late 30s and early 40s. They wrote arrangements for everyone from Tommy Dorsey and Benny Goodman to Artie Shaw and Glenn Miller. Eddie Sauter had been trained in music at the Juilliard School, and Bill Finnegan was trained at the Paris Conservatory, so they knew their stuff. And in 1952, they got together and founded the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra, which they intended to showcase some really interesting and, for the time, rather far-out arrangements that made use of musical instruments not normally associated with big band music. For whatever reason, when they went out on tour, they were booked on the road to play in dance halls rather than concert halls, which seems to have been a big mistake. Dancers didn't know what to do with the music of the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra, and they were, <laughs> unfortunately, quite a flop. They kept the band going for a few years, up until about 1957 or 1958. But during that time, thankfully, they recorded quite prolifically for RCA Victor, and towards the end even put out an LP or two for United Artists. Anyway, I've really come to like the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra, and if you haven't listened to them very much, I might recommend that you seek out some more sides by the Sauter Finnegan Orchestra. They're quite interesting. Anyway, after that, we finished up the set with Errol Gardner at the piano, something he recorded in Paris on May 15, 1948, his own composition called Early in Paris. My copy of that was issued on the French Vogue label, record V2026. For those of you just joining us, welcome my name is Brian Wright. This is the Shellac Stack, on which I play 78 RPM records from the first half of the 20th century. Like so many others around the world, I was horrified to watch Notre Dame go up in flames earlier this week. Thankfully, now it sounds like the worst of the damage was averted, and yet it still sustained quite a bit of damage. I try to think about how I might respond to this with some appropriate records on the Shellac Stack, and uh, what I came up with was really this next record, made in Paris in April of 1930. This is the Monk's Choir of the Saint-Pierre de Solem Abbey. Solem is, I guess, about 100 miles southwest of Paris, and they were among the first to make recordings of Gregorian chant, what we commonly know as Gregorian chant. We might more properly call it simply plain chant. In any case, I have a selection of antiphons and uh, hymns here, for the Easter season that were recorded by this monk's choir of Saint-Pierre-de-Solem Abbey. I can't find out exactly where this was recorded. Some sources say the Paris Abbey Church, and I'm not sure exactly where that would be. In any case, it's quite a haunting performance. Victor 12548, this came out of an album set of 12-inch records. Here they are, the monk's choir 
of St. Pierre de Solem Abbey.
takes us all the way back to January of 1907, when it was probably recorded in Philadelphia. That was the Trinity Choir on the Victor label, a one-sided record, number 5016. They were giving us Rejoice, O Sons of Earth, an Easter anthem by Frank L. Iyer. Before that, we heard the Monks Choir of Saint-Pierre de Solem Abbey in Solem, France, probably recorded in Paris in April of 1930, a responsory called Christus Resurgens, followed by some antiphons uh, for the Easter season. Since it is 
Easter. I have a few more records that are very, very loosely related to the season. In fact, not really related at all. And yet, (laughs) Easter does prompt images of bunnies and eggs. So we're going to hear a few songs about bunnies and eggs because there really aren't a whole lot of songs about Easter. I can think of In Your Easter Bonnet and uh, probably a handful of others. Here comes Peter Cottontail hopping down the bunny trail, stuff like that. Don't worry, we're not going to hear any of those in this next set, but we will start with The Bunny Hop, a tune you may recognize, played by Lee Roy and his band. That's L-E-E and then separately R-O-Y, an epic record from 1954. After that, we'll hear from Jimmy Noon and his orchestra, something called The Blues Jumped a Rabbit. Composed by Jimmy Noon, Guy Kelly will be the vocalist for that. It was made in Chicago in January of 1936. And then also from January of 1936, we'll hear Johnny Johnson and his orchestra, an Irving Berlin tune called I'm Putting All My Eggs in One Basket. To start off the set, though, here's Leroy haha, and his band.
up the rapid run him a solid mile All my eggs in one basket. 
I'm betting everything I've got on you. Bob Treister singing with Johnny Johnson and his orchestra, an Oriole record from January of 1936. I'm putting all my eggs in one basket. Before that, Jimmy Noon and his orchestra, which included Guy Kelly on trumpet, Jimmy Noon playing clarinet, Francis Whitby on tenor saxophone, Preston Jackson on trombone, Gideon Honore on piano, Israel Crosby on bass, and Tubby Hall at the drums. The Blues Jumped a Rabbit, Deca 18439 from January of 1936, recorded in Chicago. And starting off the set, a composition by Ray Anthony from 1954, played by Lee Roy and his band, Epic 9014, The Bunny Hop. Well, the mailbag has been kind of quiet this past week, but if you'd like to change that, you can write to me. My email address is shellacstack at gmail.com. Again, that's shellacstack at gmail.com. I always love to hear from folks if you want to just say hi and let me know where you're listening to the program from. One of the wonderful things about this 21st century is I can put this little program together here in Pittsburgh and send it out to who knows where around the world. And it's fun for me to get a little virtual postcard back from people listening wherever you may be. So if you'd like to write to me, shellacstack at gmail.com. If you want to have some real fun and send a real postcard, <laughs> I welcome those too. Uh, my address for that is uh, Brian Wright at P.O. Box 3081, Lynchburg, Virginia, 24503. Again, the address if you want to send a real postcard, P.O. Box 3081, Lynchburg, Virginia, 24503. And we are in the United States, as if you didn't know. Okay, how about some more records? We'll turn next to a pretty hot performance by the Georgia Melodians. This was one of the hotter bands that recorded for the Edison label in the mid-1920s. This is one of those thick Edison diamond discs, number 51394. I'm going to not tell you who the vocalist is for now. I'll reveal who it is later on, but you might be a little bit surprised. This was recorded in New York on September 2nd, 1924. The song by Gilbert Wells, Bud Cooper, and Fred Rose... Yes, the same Fred Rose who later on penned songs for Hank Williams is called Red Hot Mama. Red Hot Mama 
for a bird's eye view of a place I knew where the sunflowers grew, just a bird's eye view of my old Kentucky home. What I do for a postal card or a picture card of the old backyard and the golden rod in my old Kentucky home. Sorrow will pay tomorrow, cause down where I'm going to roam. In an aeroplane I would gladly go, in a parachute I would drop below for a bird's eye view of my old Kentucky home, 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 I guess the moral of that record is, if you have a nickel, guard it with your life. Everybody's going to try to take that nickel away from you. But on the upside, it may help you get a sweetheart, so maybe you should be carrying a handful of nickels with you wherever you go. That was Todd Rollins and his orchestra, A Perfect Record. That's the brand name. From January of 1934, Chick Bullock was the vocalist and the song, in case he didn't figure it out, Jimmy Had a Nickel. Before that, we heard from Art Fowler, billed on the label as Wizard of the Uke, probably not as well-remembered as his contemporary, Cliff Edwards, a.k.a. Ukulele Ike. 
That was also a perfect record from almost a decade earlier, December of 1926, August Kahn and Walter Donaldson song, Just a Bird's Eye View of My Old Kentucky Home. Perfect one, two, three, one, two. And we started the set with the Georgia Melodians recording for the Edison label in September of 1924. Red Hot Mama was the tune, and the vocalist, Vernon Dalhart, if you can believe it. Vernon Dalhart, probably best known for singing sort of sentimental, vaguely country-esque ballads. <laughs> Not known for his jazz band vocal choruses, but he sounded pretty good on that to me. We have time for one more record. This one's going to be a double-sider. Recorded in London in February of 1938 on the Rex label. This is Jay Wilbur and his orchestra and chorus. And they're doing a selection of vocal gems from Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. I guess in 1938, before the era of home video, if you went to the theater and saw Snow White and wanted to take a piece of it home or somehow relive that movie experience at home, you'd buy a record like this. We'll hear all the big songs from the film with a smile and a song. I'm wishing, hi-ho, someday my prince will come and whistle while you work. This record's a lot of fun. Here's Jay Wilbur and his orchestra and chorus. Feels 
Stop writing. 
Jay Wilbur, his orchestra and chorus. Once again, that's all there is for this edition of the Shellac Stack. I certainly had fun this hour. I hope you did too. Thanks so much for tuning in and joining me for these 78 RPM records. I hope we'll see you back here next time for more on the next edition of the Shellac Stack. Until then, take care. Bye-bye.